What goes through your mind when you think about the words, be disciplined? I'll be honest with you. My immediate thought is, is yeah, we have to be disciplined. It's a very important part of doing something significant in life to figure out how to be disciplined so that we can be successful. But then at a second glance, when you separate the two words, be and disciplined, they seem to sort of contradict one another, right? When I think of be, I think of someone who is just there, sort of, sort of just hanging out, chilling out a little. But discipline requires you to do something. So how can you just be if you're doing something? And, and really, for many years in my life, these two words were very much contra- contradictory. And today, I'm going to share more with you on how I worked on my doing and was able to just be and be disciplined at the same time. Stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Ryan Franklin, and I would love for you to join me every week as we explore leadership topics that'll help you get the clarity needed to move your organization forward. Just hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified as soon as I post a new session. And before we get started, I do want to mention that I have a great product called the Christian Leader Blueprint. It's a solid model for leadership development to help you establish a better rhythm of life see yourself more clearly, leverage your strengths, and build more productive relationships. And I want to give it to you as my free gift. Just go to ryanfranklin.org and you can download the short guide for free today. And without any further delay, let's get to our session. My mindset on be disciplined was that you just can't be because in my mind, That would be lazy, and that would be unproductive. So instead of just being, instead of enjoying life, having a relaxful time with margin in your life, we should just be more disciplined and and more consistent and get more things done and more and more and more. And reality is, is that that, that, that I had a very unhealthy perception of discipline most of my life. Discipline has always been an important part of my life. When I was 20 years old, I was so focused and disciplined that I had a nursing degree at 20 years old and I was working as a registered nurse trying to get ahead in life and I knew exactly what I wanted and and, and I was full steam ahead and disciplined to get there and I did. I worked really hard and it worked for me in accomplishing some good things, but I struggled to enjoy life as I accomplished. All of my life, I was, I was considered by those that I worked closely with as a structured, methodical and consistent disciplined kind of guy that that's just my nature. And, and if you wanted to make sure some, make sure that something was completed and completed with excellence, I'm your guy. And I've always been disciplined all of my life with study, with prayer, with job tasks, with 
taking care of business in, in a variety of areas of my life. It's just my DNA. It's my wiring. And it's the nature that God gave me. A few years ago, I had the privilege to take a very powerful and detailed assessment. It's called a CDR. It was a very expensive assessment. And the CDR told me some pretty powerful details about my personality. And I'm not going to bore you with all of those details, but I, but I, find, um, I find it pretty fascinating. And in, in one particular portion of the assessment, it read my prudence. And the biblical definition of the word prudence is the ability to govern and discipline oneself. And on the assessment, I had a prudence score of 99% out of 100. It's my greatest gift, my prudence, my discipline. It, it, it was literally out the roof according to this data. So that's scientific proof that I'm almost perfect. Just go ask my wife. I'm kidding. I'm far from perfect. But my high score confirmed that I was wired for structure. Part of it was my DNA, and then part of it was my childhood upbringing that shaped my mindset on this particular subject. But I was wired by God to be disciplined in my actions, and I, and I naturally disciplined myself to use resources in my life in an efficient and an effective manner. In some cases, that is a great trait to have. But for most of my life, I realize now that that, that line of my greatest strengths had an unhealthy side to it. Actually, it was really unhealthy. And we won't even talk about the stress and the anxiety that it created inside of me. But, but what it did to others sometimes was not a good thing. I would drive people crazy with my structure. Let me ask you this. Do you know anyone like that in your life? It often left other people feeling micromanaged and, and, and feeling the effects of the rigidity that comes along with a high prudence and discipline. Less flexibility. It was my way or the highway kind of, kind of thinking. And that was me. Let me tell you, let me tell you what this assessment showed me. There was seven scales to the prudence. I have a 92 out of 100 moralistic, which means that, that I have a very strong opinion. It's my way or the highway sort of mindset, as I mentioned. I had 100% perfectionist. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That means that I want things around me to be perfect at any cost. I scored a 79 on task mastery. If I'm, if I'm given a task, I'm going to complete that task and I'm going to, I'm going to do it with excellence. And then my values image was a hundred percent. That means that, that I'm, that I'm going to be overly concerned about the perception that others have for me almost to a fault. And then I was a hundred percent prefers predictability. And that means that I'm going to plan everything to a T and I'm going to be very predictable in my actions. And my impulse control, you guessed it, 100%. This means that I have almost no impulsive bone in my body. Again, very predictable, and I'm going to plan everything. And then finally, my avoids trouble number is 100%. This means that I want to follow rules to the T. Now, these are all my natural tendencies when it comes to discipline. It's the way that God wired me. It's the way that he shaped me. 
And this is something that I can't help. It's just the way that I am. And some of you are, are thinking, man, that really sounds like a dream. If I could only do that. And it's probably because you have a high prudence and, and you like that sort of thing. And, and then I've got others of you that may be thinking, Ryan, that sounds really sick. And it's probably because you have a very low prudence and those kind of people get on your nerves, right? And there's nothing wrong with having a wiring for discipline. In fact, we're the ones that are going to put wheels on a good vision or a good idea in a church or an organization. We're the type of people that are going to help the world go around in an efficient manner. We help get things done. But if you don't have those characteristics in your life, then I'm going to say that you're less than perfect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> really, if you don't have those characteristics, it's okay because it's the way that God made you. And that's just, that's just how you were wired and that's okay. And because of the way that I'm wired, I've often been asked by pastors and church leaders to teach on the subject of structure and organization. And at one time in my life, I would ineffectively teach. I, I teach it the way that I process structure in organization. And I thought that everybody else should, should just needed to get it. They needed to line up. And why in the world couldn't they get the mindset that I had? And I was wrong. That was an unhealthy mindset. That was an approach that was unrealistic for many people. And it left others in a terrible place of feeling like that they were inadequate because they couldn't just learn and make it happen. And in the past few years, I realized that I was approaching this in the wrong way. So now when I teach or I coach someone on these sorts of things, I don't push them to be more like me. They're probably asking me to coach them in, in this area because they're deficient in some way. And reality is, is that they probably weren't wired with a natural, with a high natural prudence or discipline nature. And so now I simply encourage them to, to get on the road of prudence, to get on the road of organization. I teach them to bring enough structure and enough discipline into their lives and bring the right people around them that they become functional and effective in getting things done. And to compensate it, at least enough that they aren't damaging themselves or they're not driving people crazy with their lack of discipline so that they can put the, the majority of their time and the, the majority of their energy into maximizing the strengths and the gifts that God gave them. And likewise, people like me with a high prudence, we need to be taught that not everyone can or needs to walk that center line. And we as very disciplined people. We sometimes have to soften our, our approach. We have to lighten up a little bit. We have, to, we have to give people the liberty to be who God wired them to be. And a person could argue that, that having a balanced approach to discipline is a, is a maturity issue, or maybe it's the product of a, of a learned approach. And, and I agree that maturity and education will definitely help. But I'm here to tell you that I'm here to tell you that even more than those things, healthy discipline is a God thing. Healthy discipline 
is a product of what God can do in a life if you truly allow him to do a great work within you. And if you allow him to bring a supernatural balance to your discipline. Romans 12 verses 1 through 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I need you to get this today. Our mind is very powerful, and it's the foundation of all of our actions and behaviors, which means that if we're going to be disciplined, then we'll have to have the right frame of mind. It goes beyond just being, and it goes beyond just doing. It goes beyond just being prudent and structured. And, and if we want a combination of being and discipline, it's a spirit field. It's a supernatural feat that starts with being with God. It's something, according to Romans 12, 1, that's only by the mercy of God. And then in verse 2, it says, be not conformed to this world. In other words, we can't do it like this world. It's a supernatural transformation of the renewing by the renewing of our minds. And there's a very fine line in the difference of being unhealthy and being healthy in your approach to being disciplined. And if we're going to live for God, if we're going to serve God, there's a certain amount of discipline that we must have. And if we're going to have a prayer life, we must have the discipline to figure out how a time and a place to communicate with God regularly. If we're going to grow in knowledge and and learn about God and the things of God, we have to have the discipline to study the Word of God regularly. If we're going to serve the kingdom of God, we must have the discipline to be dependable and show up when you say you're going to show up and be proficient in the way that you serve Him. And when if we're going to be holy and godly like Jesus, then we have to have the discipline to refrain from certain sinful things in our lives. And so I want to ask you this. If you're not disciplined in these and, and in other areas of your life, what's stopping you? And that's a real question. Think on that. What's stopping you? Are you naturally wired with a, with a low prudence and you just can't seem to overcome your natural lack of discipline? You can't seem to stay out of the ditch? I'm here to tell you today that there's a supernatural power to help you, but you have to be open to it and you have to be willing. Are distractions in your life killing your discipline? Are you overly focused on the wrong things in life? There's a supernatural power to help you, but you have to be open to it and you have to be willing. Is it a capacity problem? Is it a sin problem? What's keeping you from having the discipline that you need to be effective in the kingdom of God? There's a supernatural power to help you, but you have to be open to it. And you have to be willing. 
But reality is, is that many of you are very disciplined in, in many things that are valuable in the kingdom of God. But my question that I that I had to ask myself and that, that I want to ask you today is, what mindset do you have as you're doing what you need to do? In other words, what's your motivation? What's your dri- What's driving you to get up every day and do what you do? Because God didn't call us to just control or, or behave better. God didn't just want clones. It's, it's way deeper than, than what you do for him. God wants people who are becoming more like him. And, and when we seek to become more like Christ, I'm telling you, it's amazing how we're not conformed to this world and our mindsets and our actions and, and our behaviors will naturally, or should I say supernaturally, line up with what he wants with our lives. You'll act differently. You'll be motivated to to be more disciplined in in your approach because you're being different. And it's not being conformed to this world, but it's it's a transformation of our minds to be something greater than this world. And, And here's the key. Here's the key. I want you to get this. Being leads us to more disciplined doing. Now, that's a powerful statement. Being leads us to more disciplined doing. But let me throw a kink in things for a moment. The discipline of doing is intended to lead us to being. Now, wait a minute. That's contradictory to the other statement. Which statement is right? And I would say that they're both right. And the key is your mindset in this. Doing leads to more being, and being leads to more doing. It's an energizing cycle because if we'll truly be with Christ, it's going to naturally lead us to a more disciplined doing. But that more disciplined doing with the right transformed mindset is going to lead us back to more being with Christ. It's an energizing cycle. It's like a snowball rolling down the hill. It's gaining momentum. It's gaining strength. It's growing in size. It's maturing us. It's becoming more solid and more mature within us. Discipline doing hopefully will cause us to grow up and mature. And I want you to listen to this, Ephesians 4, verses 14 through 15 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Be no more children. Grow up into him in all things. So what does this really mean? What is Paul trying to tell us here? I think Paul is telling us that that we have to move past the distractions and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And we have to move past the lack of discipline in our lives. But as evidenced by his other writings, he's saying that we then have to move past these simple 
disciplines that we, that we had to develop early on in life. And we, and we have to grow up and we, and we have to move past just doing those things that got us started in the right direction. We can't hang on to those things too long. We have to move past just doing and we have to move to being. And when we do that, when we mature, we'll realize that, that there's a greater picture than just my natural selfish tendencies. It's not just about me now. It's now about the whole body of Christ. So let's keep reading verse 16 in Ephesians 4. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and, and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Make an increase of the body in love. In other words, there's something more important than checking things off the list for selfish gratification. There's a greater reason why we need to, to, to check things off the list. So what's our purpose? Why are we doing those things? According to Paul, we need to engage in healthy discipline in our lives so that we can literally increase the body through love. As Ephesians 4, 16 points out, growing up or being disciplined will also ultimately lead us to the healthy fulfillment of the mission of Christ. It'll lead us to love people and it'll help us become more effective disciple makers. It's going to help us love people in ways that we, that, that we never could have imagined. And if you know anything about me, then you know that I'm, I'm pretty transparent with my faults and my challenges that, that I've had in my life. And you may have heard me talk about the approval addiction that I, that I worked so hard to overcome years ago. It was a driving force for many years of my life. In fact, there were certain key men in my life that, that I aimed to please, to gain approval from more than anyone else. And so I took my prudent wiring. I took my disciplined nature and I, and I used it to attempt to impress and to somehow gain the approval of those certain people in my life. And I worked so hard to climb the, the corporate ladder, first in the nursing world and, and then later in the, in the church world. And I diligently disciplined myself to accomplish the things that I knew would please those certain individuals in my life. And I would teach Bible studies and I would reach people and I would organize ministries and projects and on and on and on. Great things were happening. I was putting my discipline to work for me, ultimately for my benefit, for my success, for my approval from these people. And when I accomplished the task and I received the, the pat on the back, it would, it would be like a heroin shot into my veins that would give me a tremendous but false high for a short period of time. And it wasn't long and I would come down from the, the high of my drug of choice and it, and it left me with a feeling of emptiness. It left me feeling unfulfilled in life. Why? I was doing the Lord's work. I was doing prayer. I was doing relationships. I was doing. 
doing, doing the work of the Lord. And it was exactly why I felt so empty. I finally reached the end of my rope and I finally listened to what the Lord was attempting to to show in me, to reveal in me. What he showed me was that I was simply doing when I should have been on a journey to, to just be, to be more like him, to be prayerful, to be loving, to be, to be disciplined. And over the last dozen years, the Lord has literally transformed my mindset. Be not conformed to this world, but, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. John 15, 16 through 17, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you that you love one another. You have to understand that he has chosen us. We don't have to prove anything to him. We don't have to prove our worth to him. We're already worthy. He already chose us and ordained us to simply go and bring forth fruit. And so I ask you today, what's your motivation? What's your mindset with discipline? Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me, all you that, are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I encourage you today to just be and also to discipline yourself. But I encourage even more to combine those things and be be disciplined. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Leader Made Simple podcast. I hope you have a great day. God bless you.